So again, this morning, if you got your Bibles with you, you want to turn to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3. Hold that place for just a moment, and then you can go back to the book of Matthew, chapter 28. Again, 2 Timothy, chapter 3, and the book of Matthew, chapter 28. And as you're turning those two places, uh, this morning is simply titled, Worldly Lies. What we're going to read about this morning is going to be pertaining to the resurrection and the lies that surround that. I want to read you one verse in Matthew 28, and then we're going to go back to the book of 2 Timothy for a moment. But skip down to the 15th verse and listen to this one verse. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So they took the money and they did as they were taught. Even if it was wrong, they took it and they ran. Now, Paul's right there for just a minute. We're going to come back to Matthew in just a little while. Let's read, if we can, the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3. And let's begin reading in verse 5. There are some verses and some scripture we're going to read again in Matthew in a minute. People are denying what happened to Jesus when he resurrected. Let's read if we can. Paul told young Timothy, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You mean there are people that deny the resurrection of our Savior? Absolutely. This is not a, a days of old type belief. There are still people today that do not believe that Jesus is alive. Let's keep reading. Having a form of God is denying the power of for such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses. So notice what happens. Our lies are, are, are floating around and lies are are existing and now they're they're creeping in into houses. They lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So again, going back to Matthew 28, why do people not just generally accept the resurrection? They, they want to write it off as something else or they want to make some other belief out of that. But let's read these next couple of verses if we can. Janice and Jambres withstood Moses. Now when we talk about Janice and Jambres, these are people that are considered magicians. Now we're going to go back to Matthew 28 in just a minute. But again, that's at a time of the resurrection when people were denying that Jesus was resurrected. They were going to come up with another story or another tale. But in doing this other story or another tale that they were going to do, there's also people today that just want to try to act like that it's not real. It's just a figment of your imagination. Matter of fact, if I was to, to pull, I don't, I don't have these uh, skills about me, but if I was to do a magic trick for you, it's not that they really are what they seem to be. It's a sleight of hand or maybe it is something we do to the eye. It's not real. It just looks real. When it comes to salvation, when it comes to the resurrected Savior, I don't want you to think that this is something that's fake or something that's not real. You can have a true, real, genuine experience with Jesus. 
But let's keep reading. You got Jennison Jammers. These magicians, it said, as it was with Moses. So these also resist the truth. People resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Now, when it talked about Jennison Jammers, it goes back, and if you ever want to read uh, in the book of Exodus chapter 7, it talks about how that uh, when, when Moses and Aaron was talked about how that they were supposed to cast the rod down, it would turn into serpent. So they, they called the sorcerers together and the magicians. And you know what they did? They cast theirs down and they turned to snakes. But what we see is, is that the one that was sent by God was devouring the others because, you see, the world today is trying to come up with magic or trying to come up with some reason why things are not the way that they are. So let's go back if we can to Matthew 28 now. And I want to read these verses again. Matthew chapter 28. Let's get back now to the... Seventh verse. And go quickly and tell His disciples... Here's the answer. That He is risen from the dead. What do you believe in today? When I talk about all these worldly lies that are out there, we're we're going to shift gears in a minute. We're going to see that that not everybody believed that Jesus rose again. Not everybody does today. For He said, Go quickly and tell the disciples He is risen from the dead. Behold, He goeth forth before you into Galilee. There shall you see Him. Lo, I have told you. So you got one story and one account is I'm going to tell you something but I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you that He is risen. He is resurrected. He is no longer in the tomb. But let's keep going. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher and with fear, with great joy. So they heard the truth. With the truth they found joy. And they did run to bring his disciples' word. Matter of fact, let's look at what happened. Those that had heard the truth, those that believed the truth, notice the joy they had in their life. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, All hail. Which is mean to rejoice. If you've come to know the truth, we know what rejoice means. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. So notice, if you've got this image in your mind now, you've got a resurrected Savior. You've got a a belief that Jesus is no longer in the tomb. And you've got those that believe that He resurrected and they are rejoicing, they are excited, and they they are praising His holy name. But you've also got another group of people. You've got another group of people that's going to tell you that the truth is a lie. You've got another group of people that's going to tell you that that what they're rejoicing about really is nothing to rejoice about. We can't explain it. You know today, people are going to tell you that a heart's about salvation is not anything to be excited about or rejoice about, but I'm telling you that is a lie. The truth is, you should believe in a resurrected Savior. But let's continue to read these scriptures. And it says, and Jesus told them, he says, be not afraid. Go and tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. I think you can see the shift now that's fixing to happen in the 11th verse. You've got a group that were believing in the resurrection. 
You got a, a group that was believing and they were excited and they were rejoicing and they, 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 they all hail as you said. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed the pre chief priest all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, notice what begins to transpire. They gave large money to the soldiers. Listen to the 13th verse. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to create a story of what happened to Jesus. Saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while he slept. That's a lie. Worldly lies would be this very thing today where when a group of people had gotten together, a large sum of money was going to be not just a small amount, but a large sum of money was, was transpiring here. But in this large sum of money, we're also finding out is that the people, remember what he said? He said, say ye, his disciples came by night. He said, go out and say that he was stolen or he was taken away from the tomb. Let's keep going. And if it come to the governor's ears, he will persuade him and secure you. So I've already read you the 15th verse. So they took the money and did as they were taught. I find it interesting in these scripture this morning is that while you've got some that are believing, some are rejoicing, you've got another group of doubters that are trying to do everything they can to tear down what the believers are enjoying. You know what I found out about a true New Testament church? That everybody and everything is trying to destroy it because they think it's not real, it's not authentic, it's not something that's true and genuine. But I want you to know today, I'm a believer in this. I believe in a true, heartfelt salvation. As we sang in the song a little bit ago, is that I know that He lives because He lives within my heart. How do you know the tomb is empty? Do you believe that His body was stolen, or do you believe He rose again? If He was stolen, then it's all part of a magic trick. If it was stolen, then it was all staged. Let me tell you about the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. None of this was staged. It was all part of God's plan. Now people today will stage so many things and that's why I don't even like turning TV on anymore because it's all about staging things to make it look real. But I want you to know today is go back to what Paul said that people have a form of godliness. People are jealous and generous with Moses that they're trying to imitate things or they're trying to make it seem real. But folks, there's only one Jesus Christ. There's only one relationship you can have. And that's with Him. Today, I don't know what's on your heart. I don't know the things that you have going on in your life. But I do know this today is that while you had one group of people that was believing and worshiping and trying to, to adhere to the truth, you had others that were coming right along. And matter of fact, they were trying to dispel all that had happened. Matter of fact, it could cost the Romans their very lives had they been one that was part of allowing somebody to break into the tomb to steal the body of Jesus. So between the chief priests and the elders and, 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 and all these uh, soldiers that had gotten together, they were going to come up with a story of why the tomb was empty. They were going to simply say the body was stolen. Or we might even say the body was taken. I don't believe that anybody could have, pardon the phrase, but nobody could derail the plan of God. Folks, if God had a plan, nobody could have come along and said, we're going to do a stone that was big enough that it could not be easily rolled away. 
Not only do we see that there was, there, there was peace and organization that was in this, this resurrection, because if you'll notice that even when Jesus resurrected, that the grave clothes that he had, that they were taken and they were folded and they were there all nice and neat. If somebody was going to break in, if somebody was going to, to create some kind of havoc like that, it would not have been that orderly and that calm. But you see that you got two kinds of people. You got those that believe that it already moved on and they believed in the power of his resurrection. And then you had those that wanted to prove that he was not the Messiah, that he was dead and he was going to stay dead. You know what I love today is that you and I today, we have choices in our life. What do we want to believe in? Do we want to believe the worldly lies that, that, that Jesus is not real? That our salvation experience cannot be real? Or do we want to believe that there's something that is real? We see here that Jesus was talking about how that, that, that as he resurrected and some were beginning to believe. Mark Twain once made the statement that a lie can go all the way around the world before the truth even gets its shoestrings laced up. Why is it that our human nature wants to believe a lie. What is it about that? What is it about a lie? Do you ever find it in your everyday lives that, that things that are that are unfounded that we want to buy into and believe in? There were people today that were truly believing this lie. Remember what the scripture said. And it says, Saying, say ye, his disciples came by night. They said, That's not what happened. But we're going to tell everybody that's what happened. And you know what the bad part is? Not only did they come up with this story or this idea and this theory of what happened, there were people that believed it. There are people today that are going to believe that salvation is not something you can feel. It's just a decision that you make or it's just something you might decide that you're going to do. I want you to know this morning is that I believe in this. I believe that if you're going to have a relationship with Jesus, it is one that you have to believe in. It is one that you are going to feel. It's one that you are going to know about. But there, there's always this question that if something is a lie, then why do so many people believe it? Can I give you some very urgent advice? Don't let your ratings be based off the number of people that believe in something. Because it can be a vast majority of people that believe in something. It could still be a lie. Today you must believe it only if it aligns to the Word of God. So today that's why I believe that it is important for a church to be able to adhere to the Word of God. Paul was telling young Timothy, he said, for, for they were having a form of godliness, but they were denying the power thereof. For he said, he says, from such turn away. If people don't want to hear the truth, they wanted to buy a lie because if, if they were going to buy into the lie, then they realized today that things were not as glamorous as what they thought they were. For he said, people, and he said, these, these lies begin to creep into houses, and all these things transpire, and all of a sudden we're seeing that, that, that these lies creep in, and people are being tossed to and fro. But if you notice, beginning in about the 11th verse that I read to you, Matthew 28, down through the 15th verse that I read to you there in the beginning, nobody is denying the fact that Jesus' body was not in the tomb. They're not denying the fact. They're just going to write it off as something that's not true. So again, both parties believed and they understood that Jesus was gone. And you know what? It's hard to deny an obvious thing. Jesus was not there. But it's coming to explain why He's not there. 
He's not there because of the power of God. And we know that. So you see, none of these people were denying the fact that the tomb was empty. They were just coming up with an excuse. For it says in the 15th verse, it says, They took the money. I think we could probably spend a, a, a good little while this morning understanding that a lot of times people are denying the truth because it will affect them. And what I mean by affect them is sometimes people are worried about how that it might cost them something if they were to come to knowledge of the truth. Folks, today don't be a Judas. Don't be one today that's worried about taking the truth and you're worried about any kind of a gain or fame and glory that we can have. If you have the truth, we can abide by the truth. I pray today that we would take it and we would we would hold on to that truth and sell it in nothing. For it says in the 12th verse that it was a large amount of money. I believe that there was a, a lot of wickedness that was transpiring. I believe there was a lot of falsehood that was going on. I believe today there was a lot of worldly lies that were transpiring. And it was all about all this money. It was all about the power and it was all about the fame and the fortune. And notice what happens today is that they, they, they took this money that was there and they bought into the truth. Notice what happened. It says, and they took the money. What kind of people today buy into these lies? What kind of people today are after some kind of a gain? You remember what Jesus tells us in Mark chapter 8 and verse 36? For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? I can tell you the answer to that. Nothing. I want to read that to you again. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Nothing. You can take all the money, you can take all the fame, you can take all the fortune that the world has to give, but we must understand is that with that, with all the fame and the fortune, the money that we have in this life, we don't gain anything if we do not know Jesus as a resurrected Savior. Now I'm going to say this. When I talk about knowing Jesus as a resurrected Savior, He's not just one that you know of from the Sunday school class. He's not just one that you know of because it's somebody that we talk about. You know Him in a personal relationship that He is resurrected from the grave. He was not stolen away. He was not taken away. He was not removed by any other means. He rose again, folks. There is a difference in a body being taken out of a tomb versus a body rising from a tomb. Jesus was not taken out of a tomb. That means he needed the power of somebody else to get out of that grave. The difference is Jesus by his own power was able to rise again. Folks, there's not a single one of us by our own power can raise from the dead. But thanks be unto God, if we've got Jesus and we believe in a resurrected Savior, one day we too shall rise again. But you see today, listen to what the lies that were being told. Listen to the things that people were buying into. And you know what? There's a lot of lies that people are buying into today. More frequently, God loves us all. And that's a very true statement. But you know, I don't think God's always loving the ways and the things that we do about our lives. But you know, a lie is. Think about all the lies that are out there. All the things that are, that are transpiring for what does it profit a man today if he gain the whole world but lose his own soul? Proverbs 23 and 23 tells us, Buy the truth and sell it not. Today, if you find the truth, what is it worth to you? I hate to admit this, or I say admit this, but to say this, 
But you know, a lot of people will leave a, a true, sound New Testament church to go somewhere where there's more to do. And let, me, let me say something. You go somewhere where they're preaching and proclaiming the truth, I don't, I don't worry about that. But folks, may we never be the number one concern of our life, what we can gain for ourselves, but where do we find a closer walk with the Lord and we can hear the truth? What is the truth? The truth is, Jesus rose again. The others are going to say, well, we're not denying that He's not there, but this is how it happened. That's why He said there, say ye. That's what they were talking about. But again, Solomon said in Proverbs, buy the truth and sell it not. Notice what he says in the 23rd chapter, 23rd verse of Proverbs. Buy the truth and sell it not. But in that same category, in other words, you buy the truth and you obtain it, you use it for what it's meant to be used for. Listen to the 23rd verse. But he said, in that same respect, wisdom and instruction and understanding. You've got a lot of people that didn't understand why Jesus was not in the tomb. I can tell you this, I know why Jesus was not in the tomb. I can tell you why he was not in the tomb. Because he rose again by the power of God. And I believe he rose again so that he might be able to be an overcomer of death. But again, let's read that 22nd, 28th chapter in the 15th verse of Matthew. And they did as they were taught. You know, they really had thought or they were proclaiming that people was going to come along along the way. And they were going to try to say that this is, the, this is what we think has happened or this is what we're going to make it look like happened. John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4. How much false teachings are going on in the world today? They just did as they were taught. Matter of fact, if you read the book of Colossians as a whole, do you know what Paul's entire letter was about with Colossians? False teachings. There were people that were teaching other things besides Jesus Christ. There are people that are teaching so many other things besides Jesus Christ. Let me read to you if I can. 1 John chapter 4 and in verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. So we're going to test these spirits out. We want to know what's right and we want to know what's wrong. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Again, we're talking about true teachings, false teachings. If the flesh is not of God, and this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, even now already, is it in the world. Ye are of the world, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They that are of the world, listen to this, therefore speak they of the world. In other words, the world's going to tell you what to believe and how to believe. Remember what he said in Matthew 28, say ye that his body was sto- taken and stolen? So they're just going to repeat what they've heard, not what they've experienced. So they of the world, he said, speak of the, they of the world, and the world heareth them. That's right. That's what we believe in. That's exactly what we should do. I'm going to say this, and I say this very lovingly. 
At no time should the church start repeating what the world think is right. My prayer is that the world starts repeating what the church is teaching and preaching, that that becomes the truth. Do you have this idea that sometimes you hear something long enough you start to believe it as the truth? There's some psychology behind that, that when you hear something over and over and over again, that you start to believe it as the truth. You know, there are people today that are truly believing in these these heresies that are out there because they hear it over and over and over again. Folks, may a true New Testament church never start repeating what the world wants to hear. For he says that when you start speaking that of the world, he says, the world's going to hear you. In other words, as long as you say what they want to hear, they're going to listen. But the moment you start telling them things they don't want to hear, they're going to plug their ears. They don't want to hear it. I can assure you right now that, matter of fact, you know what the world has actually labeled it? It's called hate speech. It's things that, 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 that you're being rude or you're being harsh to people because you're proclaiming these things. But what I want you to know is this today, is that, that today that the gospel is not something that, that we hide. The gospel is not something that we keep to ourselves. And you know what? The world may not always want to hear that they are sinful people that are in need of a Savior. But you know what? They need to hear it. But the world, can you get this idea that as long as you're saying what they want you to hear, they're to jump on board. Yes, that's right. Wait a minute, that's not what I want to hear anymore. You mean we are wretched people that are sinners, that are in need of a Savior? Yes, we are. But he said, as long as the world therefore speak they of the world, the world heareth them. But did you hear the next verse? We are of God. Are we saying what the world wants us to say? Or are we saying what God wants us to say? We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. And he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Do you see the trend that's going here this morning? Do you see the idea that people are hearing things and they're buying into these things? And remember what we said in the very beginning. Say ye, his disciples... So here's the story. Say ye, that his disciples came by night and stole him away while he... Slept. Paul also told young Timothy there in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and in verse 2, he said, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, there are people today that don't really feel, they're just passing along what they've heard. Matthew 28 and 15 says, This saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. There are people today that have a lot of unbelief in their life. They just they have unbelief. I want to close with a verse in just a moment in the book of Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9 and let me read to you the 24th verse. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said, with tears. Now cried out means out loud. He, he, he cried out loud. And he says, Lord, I believe. Can I tell you what the word believe in the Greek language means? It means to know to be true. So you've got one group of people that, that said, Jesus rose again. Then you've got another group that's over here trying to tell us, no, that, that's not what happened. 
Remember what happened? The 6th verse says, For he is risen. And then the 13th verse says, No. Say ye that his disciples came by night and stole him away. Again, straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. What do I think to be true? So I want to ask you a question today. I'm not asking you what the world teaches. I'm not asking you what your neighbors are teaching. I'm asking you what do you believe in? Do you believe in a resurrected Savior? Do you believe in that? Your personal experience. For he goes on to say, he says, Lord, I believe. But notice like you, you can just see it's two going back and forth. Belief versus unbelief. Here it is. He says, help thou mine unbelief. Today, what do you believe in? What do you not believe in? we got all kinds of things that we can believe in. Some people can talk about all kinds of uh, supernatural things that they believe in. And they can believe in the theory of all kinds of stuff. We can talk about these things. And all those things are in their own place in their own time. But I'm asking today, what do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus died for you? Do you believe that Jesus came for you? Do you believe that he rose again? Or do you believe today that, that he's, he's dead and he's in a tomb and that somebody stole his body away, that he was placed somewhere? I'm telling you, he is alive today. And the reason I can say that with confirmation is he lives within my heart. What about you that are here today? Do you believe the worldly lies that, well, salvation is not something you're going to feel? You just, you just got to do right and you got to say the right things and you got to act the right way and you, you, got to, you got to carry out the right deeds. And I, but today I want you to know something, that salvation is something you are going to feel. I pray that you would believe and to believe in Jesus. Because Paul said in the very beginning, he says there's people that are denying the power, that have a form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Today are you going to turn away the power of a resurrected Savior. And walk away from Him. Or are you going to heed to Him. I want us to get a song here this morning. That's what I needed to say. Those are the scriptures I've had on my heart.